You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, you. Thank you for joining us again. This is another episode of The Author's Leverage, where we talk about your book and how you can leverage it, what more you can do with it. And I'm really honored today to be joined uh, with a guest who specifically we're talking about visibility. Um, She's come out with a book recently this past towards the end of 2021 called The Visibility Factor. And you're going to learn about, you know, some of the some of her stories and uh, amazing advice that is so applicable to authors today as she's an author herself. So let me introduce you to Susan M. Barber. She's a former Fortune 500 IT director turned executive coach who helps business leaders who want to play bigger, increase their visibility, and finally shine a light on their leadership strengths so they can elevate their position in the workplace. She brings strong business knowledge to her coaching from 25 plus years of experience at Kraft Heinz, where she successfully held multiple leadership roles before leaving to marry her love of people development and her passion of helping companies solve business challenges. In her book, The Visibility Factor, she shares stories, actionable advice, and easy to follow process for readers to create authentic visibility for themselves. Mm-hmm. Susan lives in the northern suburbs of Chicago with her husband and their three children. So let's welcome to the author's leverage, Susan M. Barber. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk to you today. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for being here. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this position here where you, again, from your from your bio, you kind of married your love for people and developing leaders with that passion of challenge, of solving business challenges. Like how, uh, how did you get into to where you are now? Well, it's interesting. When I was in corporate, I just, you know, was at this point of uh, a merger was happening with the company and I had a decision to make of whether I stay or whether I leave. And I had started down a coaching path at night already, thinking it was a good plan B for someday. And as part of that merger, I thought, you know what, maybe it's time for me to go and just really try to move forward on having my own business and being a coach and helping other companies. And what's interesting is when you're in a company, you don't realize how much you've learned until you leave. Mm. And as I've left and worked with other companies now and taught workshops and help them with strategy and operations challenges and business challenges, it's it's really kind of fascinating to be an observer of that because I learned way more than I thought. So I have to thank uh, all of my previous managers and coworkers, you know, for all the things that I've learned and been able to apply in areas that I just never expected. So 
doing that just has given me a lot of creativity, a lot of opportunity to try things that are new, um, to push my own boundaries of visibility in this new world. Even though I learned it in the corporate world, now I needed to learn it as an entrepreneur, which is a very different experience. And sometimes I can still feel myself playing small and I have to be brave and push myself out there and be bold and do things like this and get on podcasts and have conversations with people. And um, so it's it's exciting to be doing all these cool things now. Uh, just never really expected it. It was not my original plan in my life. <laughs> I don't think anything do was. I I, no, no. I thought I'd be there for, you know, until I retired. So you mm. just don't know. Wow. And I love what you said about how, you know, you didn't really realize all that you had learned until you were leaving. Right. Then you're mm-hmm. looking back like, man, I did all these things. And right. and you took the leap to writing your own book. So was there anything in particular that sparked your desire, you know, to actually write a book? It was kind of like this behind the scenes dream I had for a really long time. I just probably never thought it would happen. And when I left the company, I thought, you know, maybe now's the time to try to go down this path. But I gave it a shot. I just wasn't really ready. And so I started writing a blog instead, mostly to just start establishing myself away from the company and to start establishing myself as a coach and a leadership you know, person. And as I did that, I thought, well, maybe I can write this book. You know, I've been writing blogs every day for 18 months. I should be able to write a book now. And so I met a woman who leaded a, led a workshop on writing and publishing. And so she taught me amazing things about how to write stories and how to really think about the reader and what's important to them. And so it forced me to go back in time to situations where I wasn't being visible and I wasn't doing all the things that I should have been doing and really put myself in that place again so that I could be that same person in in the stories that I wrote and that they would be able to connect with them as a reader and understand that not everybody, you know, figures this out. day one, right? It's not something you get in management 101 class all the time. It's something that you have to learn and other people can sometimes mentor you on it, but it's sometimes a challenge for people who are more introverted like I am to be able to do that. And so I had to find my own authentic way to do it where I didn't feel false and I didn't feel like a fraud. And so the things that I learned, I started applying for myself and then I taught my team how to do it. And now I teach people when I'm coaching them and it's been really fascinating just to see how many people just kind of come out of their shell and gain confidence and get really excited about the things that they were scared about before. Absolutely. Because to be visible, to be to put yourself out there, uh, it really does take a level of courage and, you know, <laughs> and determination in some sense. So can you talk yes. a little bit about, you know, why in particular, you know, the title of visibility, the visibility factor, um, how those words came together and choosing the name of your book? Well, when I was working with this person who leads, led the workshop, she was, we were brainstorming ideas about titles and I said, definitely have to have visibility in there. I don't know what else it needs to have. And so we were just throwing down different ideas. And when you think about it, if you've seen the show, like the X factor, mm-hmm. you know, there are people who get on stage and people who they just say something like, you know what, they just have it right? They have the X factor. They have what they need to do to be successful in the, in the entertainment business. And so as we were talking about that, I kind of thought about that for this. This is something where you can see people being visible, talking in public, not being afraid to have confidence and stand up for what they believe in, um, showing their value, showing their capabilities. 
And there's something about that. When people start doing that, you can see them progress in their career. They either get promoted or they get additional responsibility. But for people who are not doing that, who are kind of hiding in the background like I was, it doesn't happen, right? They just don't see the spark that they need for that person to be able to progress. And they need to see you doing those things in order to believe that you're ready. So that's that's some of the thinking that we were kind of going around with. And we just wanted it to be you know, second nature for someone to be able to do this and learn how to do it in a way that works for them. And it becomes second nature where you don't have to really like put a plan together every single day. It just becomes something you do and you think about all the time. Wow. And and talk a little bit about some of those challenges. Like you said, someone who's more introverted in nature, you know, um, you know, there's so many challenges that come up for that type of person. But in general, what are some of the the myths and challenges and um, you know, roadblocks that you help overcome? And what are some of the ways that you actually do that? You know, for, for me, it was, you know, being an introvert, I just saw what extroverts were doing. And, and not to say that one way or the other is, is better or worse, it's just different. And so for me, I just wasn't the person who could boast. I wasn't the person who could do big speeches in big front of big audiences. That just wasn't me, although I did end up doing some of those. They were scary, but I did them. Uh, so I think for me, that was some of that. But I also, I think I had a little bit of imposter syndrome going on. And so I was worried about what were other people going to think of me. And that's sometimes what happens why I think people stay in the background is they're afraid of being judged. They're afraid of saying something wrong and being called out for it. They're afraid that what they say may not be right. They're afraid that other people are smarter than they are in the room or that they're not, um, they're not good enough. And so a lot of that imposter syndrome plays off in people's heads. And when that happens, it, it's almost like you self-sabotage. You stay in the background and keep yourself safe, but then you're also not progressing. And so you have this like internal conflict all the time. Like, I want to get ahead. I want to move ahead, but I'm scared. I don't know what to do and I want to stay safe. So for me, it was just learning that I had to do something bigger. And what actually helped me the most was helping my team first Hmm. because I didn't want my team to be held back in any way because of me. And so when I started helping my team do more things, I thought, wow, this is actually working. (laughs) I need to do more of it for myself. And so as I was able to do more of it for myself, we were kind of almost learning together and I would push them to have, you know, presentations or to get in front of people or sit at the table with the senior leadership team. And they were scared to do that. And I said, I'm going to be right here next to you. We're going to do it together. They're not going to kick us out. So it's going to be okay. And it was really fun to watch them just start to grow in confidence and get excited about the things that they were doing. And so now I do the same thing with clients. I encourage them to do the same things that I was doing in those situations. Mm. It's about getting into action. It sounds like mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. finding a way to do it. And once you do it, it's like, huh, either this isn't as bad as I thought or, you know, <laughs> or, or hopefully you get into what it sounds like you did with your team, sort of the joy of what it means mm-hmm. to teach and to lead. Right. Yeah, it's little actions. It's not it doesn't have to be something big. And that's why I have a zillion ideas in the book, not actually a zillion, but a lot um, of ideas in the book, because I want people to see that it's way more simpler than they're giving the ideas around their head. They think it's really big. And if you can just take simple actions every day, it's the consistency and intentionality around it that makes the difference. It doesn't have to be one big thing that you do and never do anything again, because then they think it's a one-off. 
You think, oh, well, she did that one time, but maybe she'll never do it again. But if you do stuff every day in different ways and start to really show up that way, it just changes everything. Yeah, especially in this in the in the case of visibility. I mean, does visibility in the way that you've laid it out is it specifically just about what it takes to say to market uh, an offer, a book, a program, or is it just is it more uh, more widespread in terms of being visible with your teams, being visible in all aspects? Like, how do you um, you know direct and and explain that the visibility and in, in the context? Yeah, I mean that's a really good way to think about it, right? I think for me, it's across the board. Um, And I didn't think about it this way initially. I was really thinking about it in terms of how do I get promoted? What do I have to do to get promoted? So I think I had a very career-focused idea around it, and I wasn't thinking in the broader sense. But what happened is that I started to see personally that my children weren't doing enough to be visible, or they weren't standing up for themselves, or they weren't speaking up. And I thought, oh my gosh, they're learning from me. And so now I have to do something different as their mother. I have to set a different example. So it started in that way for me, realizing that it's not just a work thing. It's in in your whole life. Like, where are you not speaking up for yourself? Where are you not standing up for yourself or standing up for the things that you really want in your life? And for me, that's where I I started to really shift everything. So I think it it happens in all different places. As a manager, you're helping your team get visibility. Uh, You're helping yourself get visibility or your group or your organization. The worst thing you can do as a leader of an organization is not do something to show its value because then that organization's no longer needed. (laughs) Mm. And so you never want that to happen. And then as I transitioned into this world of entrepreneurship, it's how do I market and talk about my business and the things that I do and services that I offer And then now for the book, how do I talk about the value of the book and how people can leverage it to help themselves have their own visibility and learn from my stories and my clients' stories and um, take an easy-to-follow process and start to apply it like tomorrow if they want to. Wow. So it's kind of like it just it builds like in terms Mm -hmm. of the ways that being visible and being out there for yourself, how it applies in Mm -hmm. all these, a number of arenas really. So. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to hear about the process it took for you in, in writing your book, because I know that you were, I think you were part of um, a group, uh, so to speak, that helped mm-hmm. to make that happen. So can you share a little bit about about your process in writing the book and, um, and what that was sure. like for you? Yeah, initially, I mentioned I wrote all these blogs. And so I thought, well, I have all these blogs, I'll just turn them into chapters, and then they'll be great, right? Uh, not realizing that that was probably not going to be enough. <laughs> and as I went through the process of looking at them, I realized that as when I was blogging at that point, I was more of a teaching process. I was telling people things that I had learned and helping them learn how to apply them. But like I mentioned earlier, you want to connect with a reader. And so learning how to tell a story to connect with them emotionally, being vulnerable and not being afraid to share the failures, to share the things that I didn't do well, do well, the mistakes that I made, um, the things that I learned um, was really part of the process. And that took me the longest uh, part of the process because I wasn't willing to drop the corporate armor yet. I wasn't willing to just say that this is who I am. I went through all these things and many people had no idea that I went through all those things because I didn't show them that. And so for me, it was being kind of like opening yourself up and saying, it's okay for everybody to look at me and realize that I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. I don't have all the answers. And so for that reason, it took me four years. 
And I wouldn't say it takes everybody four years by any stretch. Uh, we have some people who can write a book in 14 weeks in this mm-hmm. workshop that I'm part of and, and do it successfully. But for me, I needed the time to kind of continue to step away from that world that I was in and be okay that I'm going to tell these stories, but it's going to help people even more. And I can 100% tell you that the book is so much better because I took that time. And so there's no timeline for anybody who may be writing a book right now. You know, I know people try to say, well, I want to do it by now. And I had those dreams too. I was going to do it in two years and then that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I just became okay with it. I accepted that, you know what, when it's ready, it's going to be done and it'll be so much better because of that. So I think for me, it was just learning to be okay that it was taking longer than maybe other things could have taken for other people. But I was also trying to build a business and still, you know, be a mom and a wife and take care of everything around here too. So I just, I just accepted that and it turned out so much better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's because most people, like you said, most sort of, I don't want to say rush to it, but there's just such a, a pressure involved in getting it done. And I love hearing that you remove that pressure for yourself so that way you could be free to write something that matters to you and that is uh, mm-hmm. meaningful and stands the test of time, really. All right, it's time for a short break. Let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Are you an author and ready to leverage your book? Maybe you have a great idea for a course or program, but you need help fleshing it out with someone and making sense of what you have. If that's you, I want to invite you to schedule a free half-hour strategy session with me. We'll take a look at your content together, talk about your goals, and I'll provide my professional and honest recommendations. No salesy stuff or surprises. So to schedule a call, visit theauthorsleverage.com forward slash course strategy. All right, now back to the show. So how, how has the book, now that it's done, right, <laughs> it's out, it's sitting right next to you here, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what, what is that feeling like for you to have had completed that? And, and also, how has it shaped or influenced uh, your business today? You know, it's kind of still surreal. I mean, it's only been a couple months. And so it's still a little bit surreal that it's actually done and it's out there in the world. And when you go to you know, Amazon or wherever, and you can see it and your name is on it. It's fun. Um, giving it to my friends who maybe weren't as close to the process and seeing it in their hands and they're breaking down in tears, um, just realizing what happened and that I created this. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, but for me, it's created a lot of opportunity. I, I would say it's opened a lot of doors, um, being able to speak on podcasts like yours being able to speak in front of groups that I think could benefit like coaching groups and leadership groups and women's networking groups um, are some of the different experiences that I'm going to be doing and have done that. I think it just, my goal is to get this book in front of as many people as possible because I don't want anybody to be hiding in the back and being invisible and not knowing how to do it for themselves. And if this book helps one person, that's going to make my day, right? Because I just realized how much time I spent hiding out and thinking that other people were better than me. And I don't want other people to do that. So if I can get it in front of as many people as possible, that's my goal. And for them to learn to be visible and to share with me what they've done and how they've done it, that's, that's going to be just amazing for me. That's incredible. And congratulations too. I mean, I think when anyone that, that uh, gets a book and, and labors and, 
actually has it physically in their hands now and then you can see it in the hands of other people it's just it, it's yeah. it's an incredible feeling like you said almost surreal mm -hmm. in some ways so now at this point you've already identified like your number one job is to get it into the hands of as many people as possible so right. um, can you talk a little bit about how how you're doing that especially since you have this background uh you know in your career and then also how you've uh, embodied visibility right because it's so key to this so um can you share a little bit about how you're uh, actually doing that how are you going about how am i that? doing that yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of i'm, I'm kind of taking a multi-pronged approach i guess i would say um one of the people that was in part of the book workshop said you know you have a responsibility to get your book out there if you really believe your book is good you have a responsibility to get it out there and so if i keep thinking about it that way I can't back off, right? Because it's my responsibility to make sure it's getting out there. And whether people resonate with it or not, you know, that's up to them. But if I can get it in front of them and they learn one thing from it, that's amazing. So I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing speaking. Um, I do a lot of social media stuff. Um, I'm doing lives with people and partnering with them. Um, I'm sending the books to organizations because I do think there's an opportunity to do workshops um, to help HR leaders learn how to be able to teach some of these things as well, um, to help coaches learn how to teach and coach um, people around visibility. So I think there's a lot of different avenues. Uh, I'm sending it to people that I think would benefit from it because to me, it's just if, if I can get people to talk about it, that also helps. Word of mouth is always a big thing in the book world. And if people are passing your book around and saying how great it is, to other people, that's amazing, right? That's how books start to really get some momentum and get out there in the world in a bigger way. Oh, 100%. It really does. It makes such a huge difference. And and what, what I like to talk about as well is like ways to leverage it. And so, because mm -hmm. um, you've already talked, you, you mentioned speaking, you know, other workshops and things that you can do really based off of, off of that book. So are there any other examples of that that you've seen that are really powerful in terms of how someone was able to take uh, a book and, you know, and leverage it to something beyond just the book? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so many examples in this group that I'm part of. Um, one of them, Mike Michalowicz, you know, every book he writes, he thinks about a business model that goes with that book. And so wow. he has multiple businesses. And so he thinks about that as he's writing the book, which is phenomenal to think about it that way and have the foresight of, okay, I'm creating this and now I'm going to create this business out of it. And so it's really given me a lot of possibilities to think about, you know, do I want to certify coaches in the visibility method that I'm doing? Do I want to help HR leaders be able to, you know, have licensing to my workbook or to other things that I may build? Um, other people are talking about, you know, building a calendar, you know, with all the ideas. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many different ways mm -hmm. that I think you can monetize the ideas in your book and the things that you're doing um, and talking about it and just sharing that with people. And what's fascinating, I think is interesting is also, you know, you put a book out there and more people than not are telling me what they think I should do next. <laughs> oh, you should write a book about this and the visibility that, oh, you should do this. So it's, it's kind of interesting. The ideas are just like showing up in my lap because people are sharing them with me and things that I have thought of and other things I'd never even considered, which yeah. are great ideas. Absolutely. And, and I think what you're getting to there is, um, the aspect of having the community, the readers uh, involved, 
you know, in, in the book and they actually give you <laughs> exactly what they want next yes. or what the next step <laughs> is. And so I, I absolutely, I love that. In fact, um, one author that I spoke with, and she's also like a book writing um, coach as well. I uh, cannot think of her name right now. Hopefully I will rem- remember it and add it to this uh, <laughs> show note here. But in particular, she she like her method was actually to publish just like the first chapter and mm-hmm. essentially release it in pieces. So that way, along the way, you're getting this feedback that informs through the readers as it's yes. being developed their insights. And uh, I love that because really the more that we can get other people involved, uh, the better. Yeah. I mean, I did that just a little bit differently. I wrote the whole first draft and did some editing on it. And then I sent it out to pre-readers. So I had like 15 pre-readers go through it and give me feedback on what worked, what didn't work. Um, I also taught a class on the process in the book and did that with, I think I had 11 people in the first class and just asked them, you know, what works, what doesn't work about the process? Because I had taught it one-on-one, but I had never taught it to a group. And I was really concerned whether or not people could do it without me because in the book, they're not going to have me there right. and would they be able to do it? And so they all gave me some amazing feedback, which informed the changes that I made in the book as the final draft that went forward. And now I've created videos that I have on my website about the process mm. as well, just because I think the more support I can give to people, the more success they're going to have with it. And that's ultimately what it's about. That's awesome. And what, what has surprised you the most, I would say, in this this process and in having the book now? And uh, I don't know, what, what aspect of it all has been the most surprising for you? I think just the, the response of other people. You know, in my head, I'm a big reader, so I love books. If you looked at my bookshelves, you'd see how many books I have. And so for me, it just felt like, wow, this is amazing But I guess I didn't realize how many people really don't. There are very few people who actually write books, honestly. I mean, there's a lot of books out there in the world. But there are very few people that I know personally, other than this book workshop group that I'm part of. I don't really know any authors. And so had I not known them, you know, I'd be very much like a lot of my friends when I talk about this. They just feel like it's amazing that someone actually did this. And so for me, I don't know, it's kind of interesting because now I'm part of this book workshop and a lot of people are writing books. And so it feels very normal to me, but I can see why a lot of people would see that it's, um, I guess, I don't want to, I don't know if I should use the word extraordinary, but I'm going to say extraordinary because a lot of people don't do it. So I think that's been kind of interesting just to be an observer of that and see how people respond that you're an author. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And uh, as, we're, as we're starting to wrap up the conversation here, which is so, so good, I'm curious um, if you can share a little bit about more of what it looks like to work with you, because I know that you do coaching in this area of visibility mm-hmm. and helping others to, uh, you know, step out and not play small. So how do you specifically, can you talk a little bit about your method maybe and, and how you work with, uh, with your clients? Yeah, usually I... I have a conversation with them about where they are and what they're looking to gain from either visibility or a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I think I'm not doing as much as I could. I want to get promoted, but I don't know how I'm feeling kind of stuck. And so understanding where they're coming from helps me a lot because then I understand if it's, you know, it's some kind of imposter syndrome happening for them or somebody 
they had a bad experience and they're worried about it happening again. And so they hold themselves back. So just understanding where they are and then what their goals are. And then we really work, you know, in that gap in between, what can we do to help you gain confidence? What can we do to help you take actions? Like I talk about in the book, um, I'll go through the, the process in the book. It's called rise. I go through the rise process with them and really do an accelerated version of it so that we can start to get them moving faster because action and start to see the possibilities about where they're going and what they can do differently. So that's what I like to do with them is just be there, be present with them, listen to them, and then help them move forward as quickly as possible. And then they get excited and then we start doing some more of that. And I use a lot of humor, uh, enthusiasm, I like to make it interactive, um, give them some homework to do uh, so they can start to move forward. But most of the time, what's fascinating is just to watch them start to get excited about what they can do for themselves and that they didn't think was possible. And I really like to focus on the big thinking that they are not doing for themselves. A lot of times people keep themselves small and think, I can't do more. I can only do this much. I can't go any further. And I like them to push out of the box. I like them to think bigger and see what's really possible for them because they don't know. They might be able to do something even bigger than what they dreamed about. And they just need somebody to believe in them. And I like to be that person for them to get them down that path. That's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So those who are listening, I definitely recommend you check out and connect with Susan. I'll have links to all her social media and to her website in the show notes. So, and the book, you have to get the book too. <laughs> you just yeah, must, you must get the book. Uh, <laughs> it just, it's just such a powerful framework. And even, even the way that you, you broke it down. I mean, there's action in there, there's encouragement, there's fun, there's, uh, you know, all the components uh, that I feel like are necessary for a really great experience uh, to, to make that mm-hmm. happen. So, um, so yeah, so as, as we start to, to wrap up here, a couple more questions. One would be, what is your what? What would you say are your parting words of advice? Um, our audience is made up of authors and others who are in the book writing space. So, what would be some last words of encouragement, advice, wisdom that you would share with them? Uh, I guess two things. One is don't be afraid to ask for help when you need it. I definitely knew that I didn't know how to write a book, and even though I thought I might. Um, I think asking for help was one of the the best things that I did. Um, The second is if you can be part of a community in any way, it just helps you stay motivated on those days when you don't feel like writing or when you're going through the editing process and you see all the edits that you have to make and it's overwhelming in that moment. Um, Just take them one step at a time. But the community I think that I'm a part of has really, they've become some great friends for me. And I never expected that either. You know, we're, we're planning to go on trips together and we've been together in other different events and I didn't expect that. So I think you can meet some really amazing people in a community of people who care about writing a really good book and they want to support you as much as you want to support them. That's beautiful. That's wonderful advice, especially around the community because it can be, I think, period, just being an entrepreneur can can feel so lonely mm-hmm. at times yes. and you, think you have to be the one to do it all. And I'm just, you know, starting to learn that lesson myself. So I'm so grateful for that reminder. 
Uh, mm -hmm. And last question for you would be, when you hear the term, the author's leverage, what comes to mind for you or what does that mean to you? I mean, to me, it's about using the book that you've written and leveraging it to help others as much as possible. And like I mentioned earlier, that's kind of your responsibility, right? To try to get your book out there in the best way. And hopefully it also brings some monetization to you for your business and helps you succeed in a bigger way. It helps you scale up to a bigger place as an author, as a business owner, um, and helping more people, which I think is ultimately what we're all trying to do. Yes. Yes, we are. So that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I, I, I ask all, mm -hmm. of, uh, all of my guests that question. <laughs> um, it's just so interesting to hear, hear your response. So again, Susan, thank you so much for being here and joining me today and uh, sharing your wisdom and, and expertise uh, with, with the audience today. So thank you all for, for checking out today's episode as well. This has been such a good conversation. And uh, again, I recommend checking out the, the book, The Visibility Factor, and connecting with Susan. So thanks again for thank being you. here, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time.